1: Good morning, Bucknutters. It is Friday, June 25th, 2021. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning Five and Change. Thank the heavens. This is Dave Biddle's last day of official vacation. So the dulcet tones of Dave Biddle will return on Monday, but I will bat in a pinch hitting situation again here today. And thanks to be joined by one of our cleanup hitters, Steve Hellwagon. Steve, how goes it on a Friday?
2: Oh, beautiful day to be alive. What a wonderful summer we are having Here in central Ohio, and thankfully, the football camps are now over. So that's good.
1: You can hear the birds chirping in the background. It is a beautiful day. (laughs) However, there is some interesting news going on, and we are not going to get down into the nitty-gritty today, but the name, image, and likeness discussion that has literally plagued Ohio State and college football and college sports, where it feels like a decade now, is getting solidified. However, there is some interesting rigmarole within Ohio, The concern among all of these big schools is that the other states will have regulations that allow them to get an advantage in recruiting. Can you please bring us up to speed on where we are and where this might take us in the next year or so?
2: Yes, Dan. It seems that this bill has uh, hit a snafu in the uh, Ohio General Assembly. Uh, The state Senate had passed the bill uh, that had been uh, proposed by a lawmaker from, I think, down in the Dayton area. And it was in the House of Representatives where it, uh, another amendment was attached to this bill that deals with trans- transgender athletes, uh, essentially uh, men who transition to become uh, females or women competing against uh, athletes that were born as women. And that in and of itself is a hot button issue, certainly uh, a A faction of lawmakers, I believe Republican lawmakers, added that uh, provision to this bill. One, at the surface, you would say one really has nothing to do with the other. And the other issue with this is it's coming at the 11th hour, where a lot of states are enacting their name, image, and likeness legislation as of July 1st. Ohio's now is in danger of not passing before July 1st and getting to Governor DeWine's desk before then. Ohio State, it seems, uh, is was working in concert with the state senator uh, who drafted this legislation. However, this change has not been met <laughs> with uh, a lot of favor by uh, by those that Ohio State individually or collectively, I don't think that they can attach their names to the to the amended bill. So it's become a bit of a messy situation. Whether it's going to be done by July 1st or not remains to be seen. And the impact that it has on recruiting, I think, is what uh, people are concerned about, you know, who follow this. And I guess I would just say everybody needs to hit the pause button and just take a wait-and-see approach. Uh, it's possible it could still go back to the Senate and get passed it's going to have to be some kind of reconciliation bill that has the amendment in it that has to go through the uh, state senate and then be signed by the governor so i guess we'll just have to wait and see i i'm not ready to push the panic button just yet you think about jt2 of malao whose decision is coming up is this going to hinge on his decision to sign with ohio state that he can't monetize his name image like this by this time next week i don't know but you know it's coming Ohio's going to pass it, and I just think everybody needs to to chill out for a minute. Uh, do I personally believe this is what should be done? Probably not. Uh, you know, just I don't think the two issues deal with one another, and, and and really one has no business being part of legislation with the other, but this is politics in Ohio in 2021, and this is what we're seeing right now, so... I think everybody just needs to calm down. The bigger issue, Dan, as we all know, is the NCAA never did anything to deal with name, image and likeness. And now it's being handled piecemeal by state legislatures across the country. And it's going to be an uneven playing surface, it seems, for people in some states that have less restrictive laws.
1: couple things. One, this is not licensed to argue the political merits of this on the message board now. We are simply laying out the facts. Secondly, This is why I never covered politics. Yeah. And I will, you know,
2: as I like to say on the message board, I always channel my uh, Rodney Dangerfield from Caddyshack. When he when he goes to Brian Doyle, Murray, who's refereeing the match. Keep it fair. Keep it fair. (laughs) So our our message board wonks. Let's let's keep it fair. Keep it fair.
1: What's that say? No spitting anyway. Let's move on to a more pleasant topic. Yesterday's internet joke du jour was a, uh, I guess, a graphic sent out. Biggest weakness for every college football team. About 45 of them were serious. Five were not. The one person named as a personal weakness was Michigan's Jim Harbaugh, which we all got a chuckle out of. A couple other jokes in there at Texas and Kansas expense. However, for Ohio State, it said weakness, defensive back.
2: Do you agree? Yeah, I think going into the season, uh, you have to be a little bit uh, concerned because how bad the play was out of the secondary last year, just to give up the number of 300-yard passing games, I think Penix even went 400 on them. So, yeah, it, it, it is a concern. Uh, particularly, you take uh, Sean Wade out of the mix. Now, we can think whatever we want about Sean Wade, up, down, side to side. He had some great plays. He had some really bad plays, but he's not there anymore. Uh, seven Banks didn't practice in the spring. He was banged up. Cameron Brown, still coming back from the injury. He suffered, uh, I think it was Achilles, way back in October, November, the, the week of the Penn State game, I think, is when he got injured uh, the second week of the season. So they need him. They need the young guy, Ryan Watts, to step up. Perhaps Sledgeon Cavazos, uh, You know Tyreek Johnson transferred out of the program so he would have provided depth there and maybe one of the incoming freshmen who are highly acclaimed uh, will get an opportunity uh to to come in and play a little bit but uh to me yes I think you got a major issue there and until they get into the games and obviously they're going to be tested early Minnesota and Oregon two two pretty tough games to start the season um you know I think it is going to be uh something that's going to continue to plague this team and a question for this team until uh they they show that they're up to snuff and uh the defense is the whole to me dan Uh, again uh is the talent level going to be as high as it needs to be is the scheme going to be what it needs to be we just don't know uh you hope with the full off season to develop the players and work on the scheme that that things will improve but until they get into the games and and show that they can stop the other opponent and and those kind of things it, it remains to be seen
1: i am super confident about the defensive line after that on the defense i have no idea the back seven i'm optimistic we will see that leads us into this pat did our pat murphy did a story yesterday the 10 buckeyes who need to step up on our staff text chain we were asked to give submissions Who was your main guy on offense and your main guy on defense?
2: Yeah, we didn't have a problem getting a 10 pretty quickly. No, we did Um, not. I I know that. Um, You know, I think on offense, what's interesting is you've got a young quarterback who's going to be surrounded by largely proven players at every position. And not only that, guys who are among the very best in the Big Ten at their position. I mean, they could have six all Big Ten first team guys just on offense. I mean, if everything goes the way. That uh, that you would think, I think Master Teague on offense is a guy who needs to step it up and take that next level and cross over, you know, to that to that next level because he's got people pushing him. Myan Williams, Travion Henderson, in particular, are pushing him. So uh, I would put him at the top of that list, and Harry Miller as well. Pretty good first five or six games, and then obviously he was sick and missed uh, the last game or two there last season. And now he's got Paris Johnson, uh, Matthew Jones, really pushing for playing time, and Dewan Jones as well. Uh, you know, is he going to push his way into the first five as well? You know, and, and with the guards, does that mean somebody who's playing tackle moves to guard or, you know, whatever? I, I think Greg Raw is going to work through that. The good news there is they've got seven or eight really good offensive linemen and Stu uh, and Kevin Wilson will sort that out, I think, during preseason camp. But those would probably be my top two. I would say Teague and, and Harry Miller on offense. Over on defense, in our text chain, I, I listed several names, and I just said uh, Pope, Mitchell, and, uh, uh, Pope, Mitchell, and Gant coupled entry. You know, like down at the races when uh, one trainer puts uh, two horses in, they call it a coupled entry. I think <laughs> – I think that's a coupled entry for this for this category, because, you know, again, these guys have been on campus three years and have hardly played. I mean, uh, none of them had 100 plays last year. So that kind of tells you, uh, you know, where things are at and uh, they need uh, to step up in a big way or watch themselves get passed over by some of the younger guys like a Tommy Eichenberg or a, you know, a Mitchell Melton or, you know, Court Williams may fill in at the bullet or whatever. So, you know, there, there are, there are some other names there that uh, could earn time. I know, uh, I think it's uh, Craig Young is also in that, that group. And uh, you know, it's going to be interesting, but uh, if I had to pinpoint it down to one name, um, man, who needs to step it up? Oh, I also mentioned Harrison and Tyreek Smith. I mean, you know, all airport team looking good getting off the bus, but you know, I need to see it, you know, from 3:30 to 7 or from noon to 3:30 on the field, you know, every week, not just one week here or there. I need to see consistency every week out of those guys. And if they have visions of being the NFL a year from now, they need to show it, you know, right now. Now's the time. So uh, you know, there's several there on, on defense, but, uh, a lot more question marks, obviously on defense on, you know, on offense, the biggest question is the quarterback. And, you know, I think even if Teague isn't the man, they'll have somebody who can, who can handle running back. That's not going to be a problem. But uh, if, if five or six of these guys don't step up on defense, you know, they're going to be giving up 30 points a game and they're going to be open the door to lose some of these games. If, uh, if the defense isn't improved.
1: Yeah, we are completely on the same page. I can make a pretty strong argument that there is no discernible weakness on the offense right now. If C.J. Stroud is the weakness. We are in really, really good shape defensively. To me, it's Zach Harrison only because his chance to be a great player, I think, is the one thing that may possibly push them over the top when it comes to playing a team like Alabama. We're going to talk about guys trying to get an offer from Ohio State. We come right back.
3: For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's Lifetime Membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today.
1: All right, we are back, Steve. June has been arguably the most crowded or busy month for visits in the history of Ohio State, and that is saying something. Bill Kerlick and his investment in no has been something you want to keep an eye on. However, you have also been there. I mean, we've been doing photo galleries just of the top 100 guys that are in town, and the galleries are long. In the time you've been there, why don't you give us a few guys that have kind of jumped off the field to you?
2: Yeah, I think first and foremost, what, uh, what surprised and impressed me the most was Ohio State's ability to rock the vote. And they are in on so many great prospects, and I heard something to the effect that Tennessee, uh, as an example, couldn't get any, you know, top offensive linemen to even come to their camp, whereas Ohio State, you look out there, and on any given day, they had six different camp days. They split them up. They did, uh, I believe, lineman in the morning and then skill position in the afternoon for all six of these camps. And on at least two or three of these days, you would look out there and you would see uh, between 10 and 15 national top 100 players. And that to me is what was impressive. It's the field of players. And some of these guys would come and work out and not get offered. Uh, you know, it was in some cases they'd been offered and were coming to work out because they were told they needed to have a good showing at the camp to affirm their offer. And, of course, then they're reoffered or whatever. Uh, in terms of specific names, there are a number of them that stood out. Brandon Ennis on offense, he is ranked, I believe, the number seven overall player in the country, a wide receiver. And he came in, he was tremendously impressive. And he's got a college-ready body. He's not the biggest guy in the world at, like, one. But I was very impressed with him. I think he is a guy, just remember that name, Brandon Ennis. He's a guy, file away, a 2023 player who I think is going to be uh, fabulous. Uh, They ended up offering five quarterbacks out of this camp. And it's hard to say, uh, you know, which one they may land. Uh, I think three or four of them were in the 2023 class and a couple of them in the 2024 class. Stroud, uh, McCord, and uh, Ewers, they've got three guys who are national top 50 in the last three classes, which I guess would be 2020, 2021, 22. They're set at that that position, but they're another great one for 2023. And I think uh, they're going to, they're going to be fine there. I, I'm not going to worry about the name. I think that uh, whoever Ryan Day selects at that position for 2023 is going to be just fine. And, uh, you know, there were some guys there that were uh, really impressive. On defense, Brennan Vernon, and that name kind of stood out. He's also maybe some Joey and Nick Bosa vibes as well for Brennan Vernon. Minor Ohio, national top 20 prospect in the composite. He's been injured. I think he only played three games as a sophomore this past year. but uh, He was a standout Tuesday issue. There is Notre Dame went to Notre Dame for a visit and uh, said that he loves Notre Dame and uh, mentioned Marcus Freeman and some of the codes up there. Uh, he likes Larry Johnson, obviously. I, I I think he loves Larry Johnson too. I I don't want to get in this. Well, he loves one. He likes the other stuff, but he has an affinity for everybody involved here. But Notre Dame, his eyes kind of lit up for the staff. They've got to overcome that. They've got to make Ohio State the destination for that kid. You don't want to set a precedent after all these years of dom recruiting in Ohio to allow guy who is good to leave the state of ohio and i would be remiss obviously if i didn't mention sunny styles what a freak 6'5, 215 pounds and again you've got a situation his brother's at notre dame uh he just went down to alabama yesterday and was offered so it's going to be as chris holtman likes to say we're going to be running the race so they can't sign until december of 2022 I would think within the next eighteen months they're going to have a solid solution to name, image, and likeness. But uh, that, in a nutshell, it was just a cavalcade of stars. It just it was uh, very impressive uh, what uh, Mark Pantone and the assistant coaches were able to do in throwing the things together and uh, get, as I said, get the players on campus.
1: Sonny Styles stopped at LSU after Alabama and added another offer. So. (laughs) <laughs> You're right. We have two gems in Ohio that are certainly guys they need to put a lot of time in Brennan Vernon and Sonny styles. I'll be surprised if they're not Buckeyes. Maybe I'm just too optimistic. We appreciate Steve stopping by. Have a good one. Buck nutters.